You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Visago, why am I drippings with goo? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Peter McNichol. <laughs> yeah, Peter McNichol. Uh, that was Ghostbusters too. That was not Hideaway. <laughs> uh, too bad. I wish. So, um, so wow, we're we're well past the Back to the Future thing, which was the, ah. big, the big story last night. Ah. Not even. It what wasn't was that? You turned into Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait. That's my T Rex impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Even, it hasn't even been a week yet. What are you talking about? Yeah. By the time the viewers are hearing this. The viewers, the listeners. You guys, by the time went the listeners the, are seeing this, the Texas theater thing. We did, yeah, yeah. Texas theater had a. Which, by the way, for those non-Dallasites, is uh, the theater where uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, Oswald yeah. was captured after yes. uh, uh, assassinating. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, That's right? He went to see white chicks after <laughs> <laughs> rewriting history here. <laughs> like if I were to go back into the past. Oh, I see what you did. I'd there. bring a copy of White Chicks. Yeah, they had the thir- show that in the theater. Thirtieth, thirtieth. 30th anniversary I screening. believe so, yeah. yeah. Although, was it an anniversary? Was the actual movie released? In- no, the, the movie was released in like November. Oh, oh, another tie-in, another JFK tie-in. The original movie was released on November 22nd. That's, oh, that's 8- right. 1985. Wow. The same day. A lot of, lot of parallels. Wow. I'm starting to think maybe Marty McFly was responsible for the assassination of JFK. Except they were nowhere near Texas. Hmm? They what? were all in love with dying. <laughs> <laughs> They were drinking from a fountain that was flowing like an. A- you know, I hate I that song. I don't mind so the sun much. Sometimes. Who is that? Is that the energy? Butthole is butthole surfers? That song sucks. I can taste you on my lips. And smell you in my clothes. <laughs> Do they all like take turns singing in that song? No, it's just it's one just dude. one guy. Well, first of all, is anybody singing in that song? He just kind of like recounts his it's, his, it's, his yearbook. It's his high Sean school Mullins, yearbook. basically. It's, it's, it's the guy who sings Rockabye. It's a narrated it's just, version. They just let him do another song. <laughs> Rockabye. It's like everybody's got a tan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bob Seger and Sonny and Cher. Everything's <laughs> gonna be alright. Adding that to my karaoke list right now. Rock-a-bye. So yeah, I saw Back to the Future 2 on October 21st, 2015. Oh, the deuce. And let me tell you, Joe, I'm so glad that this day is over because I'm so fucking tired of all the all the, the news outlets trying to be clever and be like, hey, we're our hoverboards. Brah, brah. Yeah. We've been making that joke for two years now. It wasn't funny then. Not yeah. funny now. Yeah. Over. Mm-hmm. Stop. I, I I agree with you. I'm kind of with you on this. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Well, one I it's like too much. I like Back to the Future. I like it okay. But Back to the Future isn't like the most important science fiction yeah. or like it's not you know, Star Wars people. Let's pop get some culture film of of my time. Like I at least for me, like it wasn't as influential. I like Back to the Future, mm. but I've probably seen okay, I've seen Back to the Future one like a bunch of times. Yeah. Back to the Future two maybe twice. What? Back to the Future three once. Ooh, you're kidding. Nope. Not even any repeat viewings. To nope. F- feel, they got a bunch of Easter eggs in there. Nah, and you start man. to make the connections. I didn't like it. I thought it was shit. I'm just not a huge fan of westerns. And so. I love westerns. Tra- but this was. It was just kind of a shitty movie. Yeah. Unneeded. And like, w- I was why watching. Why wasn't there a Goldie Wilson uh, right? know, ancestor? In well, the old west. Well, you know why, Joe. Stop it. We've seen <laughs> we've seen Blazing Saddles. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> exactly. No, you know why. Goldie Wilson. It's not happening at all. <laughs> Goldie Wilson could have like been. He was bringing... there. He just didn't appear on screen. <laughs> hey, <Awful>. y'all. <laughs> 
I have but, so many horrible things but, uh, in my head right but now. But they've done, uh, you know, I think Robert Zemeckis and Bob Dale, Bob Gale did a great job. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Dole, Dole. <laughs> his, pen, his pen in his hand. <laughs> Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis did a great job in forward thinking. You know, in 1985 is a far cry from the racial tensions that we experienced in the 60s. <laughs> sure. But still, to explore that with Back to the Future mm. in 1985, I mean, things were still a little shitty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Things were still pretty rough. Uh, and to, to go and but explore this past thing. Tense. <laughs> well, I, look, you know, I, I hashtag Goldie we, Wilson we've, matters. We've now gone through like we've had a a black president. You know, we've yeah. got Barack Obama. Something that I'm sure that people didn't really think of. Oh then. Jesus! Not no. that they didn't think it was going to happen. They just didn't think of it. Yeah. Um. I thought Deep Space Nine seemed plausible that yeah. we might let him captain <laughs> because the, uh, it's really far away but, from uh, Earth. But yeah, it's in a, a space station. I had really no idea away. that it would happen this quickly in our lifetime. <laughs> no, Jesus, no. Jesus, just get him far away from the planet <laughs> if he's going to be in charge of something. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think they were re- they were excellent with the, the forward thinking with the, the Goldie Wilson character that, mm. you know, the, this character came from nothing and then in, and, and also tried to serve as a, a form of inspiration for George McFly who was just being bullied in this in this diner. That's right. And hey, man, Goldie you got to stick up for yourself. He's like, hey, you got to stick up for yourself. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about where this movie takes place, like November in 1955. We're still a month away from Rosa Parks saying, no, oh, I'm Jesus. not going to get out of my seat. You know, uh, that's a good point. So, like, the world kind of sucked <laughs> for, for ethnic minorities. <laughs> Uh, and so here's Goldie Wilson, though, and he's like, hey, man, you got to stick up for yourself. You got to, you know, it, that's it, it, it's cool to see that kind of a, yeah. like a positive thing. And this yeah. person who, who ends up like overcoming in the face of obvious insurmountable odds, not just Goldie Wilson, who mm. becomes mayor in theoretically 1977 yeah. uh, and then up for reelection <laughs> once we get to 1985. But then, like, to see that his son, Goldie Wilson Jr., mm-hmm. becomes mayor as well up through 2015. No, no. And then Goldie Wilson III, his son's oh, son, is, that, okay. is the one that does the hover conversions. Oh, I didn't know that there was a, another That's mayor That's because you don't Wilson pay attention to shit, Joe. It's because they jump right to the, he's got the, hey, when my grandfather was mayor of Hill Valley. You got you to gotta pay more attention. All right. Well, you know what? I'm the one who's seen these movies multiple times. I know, right? How come you I don't know, know this? When do they even mention that? They mention that it. That there's a junior. They mention it. Well, oh, uh, in some expanded universe book yeah you read <laughs> actually motherfucker you motherfucker he's actually in the book you know watching this again though uh motherfucker i i you so you, obviously you think the first one's the best you you enjoy that one yes, the most i like that one the most uh and maybe i've just seen this one more i've probably seen parts one and two equal amounts uh-huh and then three is yeah down there um but i'm my opinion now is that back to the future 2 is the best back to the future movie really yeah but i think it wasn't until that second one came out do you like because it covers both the present, the future, and back to nineteen fifty five again, and we get to see like the alternate, like what's going on in the background? I think that's as well. brilliant. That whole third act sequence where we get to see there's yeah, plenty. Yeah. There had to be a lot of storyboarding and like trying oh my to figure God, out can like you imagine? okay, where is everybody? And at I didn't even this time? I didn't even realize at the time the whole controversy that was going on with uh, who who plays George McFly. What's that crazy actor's Crispin name? Glover. Crispin Glover. That. He wasn't even in this movie. Like, they didn't shoot any new scenes. And, in fact, he sued them afterwards because they used footage yeah. from the first Back to the Future yeah. and the second one. He wanted nothing to do with it. Um, nah, I just thought that was him. But, yeah, really clever editing and cutting. And you know that. You can you can, you can can tell. Yeah. But uh, what a great way to tell a story. What else has, has, has done that in, in that sort of fun way? And I just feel like 
they uh, all of all of the it it elevated itself from hey here's a an action adventure kind of comedy that first movie second one it's a full on it's a full on comedy i think uh-huh. like it's it's uh, almost a dark comedy in a lot of ways yeah it's, um, it's a little like idiocracy before idiocracy yeah yeah a little yeah. bit but i think the 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 parallels that it draws and some throwaway lines in the first movie that they now kind of they they turn on its head by reintroducing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I I just think it's really clever. And in a movie called Back to the Future, you actually get to see the future in part two. But the point of the title well, is I him know. getting back to 1985. I remember reading uh, <laughs> uh, some some retrospects, and they did not want to name the studios. Did not want to name Back to the Future, Back to the Future, because some exec didn't think it made sense. What were they going to call? Oh, all, all it was that. about getting back to 1985. You got to get back to the future. I know, but in some because there's it's suit. that funny thing that I've got to get back to the future. In like, time, got to go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had heard a rumor once that they were going to try to call Back to the Future too, Back to the Past. Hmm, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I would have been fine with that, and then they just end it there. Yeah. There's no part three. No part. There's no trains. There's at least no we can. At least we can agree. We can agree with that. That the the third one's unnecessary. It really is. And the fact that they filmed them back to back, like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah. And that's the first time I think that we'd ever really experienced something like that in modern cinema, mm-hmm. where they filmed everything at one time. Like we're gonna do all this at once. It was groundbreaking. But it feels then, yeah. like it feels like Back to the Future Three is so disconnected. Yeah. From one and two. Absolutely. And so that surprises me that it was made at the same time. I would have been fine. Uh, with an alternate ending of Back to the Future 2 where, same thing, DeLorean gets struck by lightning, he or sees him go an away. an alternate beginning to Back to the Ooh, Future 3. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah but just no 3. We don't need a 3. They, need they three. really tied up the second one, of the dystopian future. But then, but then we would have never had the creepy kid pointing at his penis. What? Have you never seen that? No. The end of Back to the Future 3 when they're uh, Jules and Vern, when Doc introduces You noticed this sons. on one viewing. No, well, this was on a this was on a, a YouTube video. Gotcha. Uh, where uh, Doc is introducing Marty to his sons, Jules and Vern. Mm-hmm. There's like this creepy little blonde-haired boy, and you see him look at the camera, and he does this, and then he points at his penis. No way! Yes. Nobody <laughs> caught hilarious. that, huh? Jeff, you can check it out on uh, YouTube. I want to see it. We'll put that on the Facebook page. Uh, actually, the, what the rumor is is that that's his signal that he had to go to the bathroom. Oh. Uh, I'm going to start doing that at work. Yeah, you should. <laughs> In the middle of meetings. So this. Uh, Wait, well, hold on, hold on, though, because uh, one more one more thought I want to make, because you know, we're talking about part three. I know, I know. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but um, he... Uh, th- he being all, he being Doc Brown, okay, all, just can't stop talking about. I'm gonna destroy this infernal machine. I should have never invented it. Time travel was made through blah blah blah, um, and then we go through all the way part three, and he wants to have it destroyed, and then the very last scene, he like oh, he built another train. one in a fucking train, and it kind of cheapens. Well, what uh, he was saying before about uh, d- fucking with the space-time continuum, and that's that's he learned also nothing. My problem with three yeah. is that like we just straight up throw everything out the window. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck it, I got Doc, a wife with some kids Doc now. Marries Clara, Clara, and has kids, but then he rips them out of the time stream basically, and they just go travel wherever they want. What kind of butterfly effect well, is that going to have? She should have been dead anyway. He saved her. Yeah, she should have been erased from existence. <laughs> Why are you Richard Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, wow. Okay, so this is the editing now bay on the Next on. Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come in to talk about movies, obviously. <laughs> I like it. Jeff is perturbed that it's taken us 10 minutes to get it into It has. It's taken sorry, us forever. Sorry on our own podcast. It, We're taking our time, Joel, Jeff. Joel Denver gets here on time, so then we take 20 <laughs> minutes to talk about Back to the Future. Gotta get too. back It was time. cool, though. I did see the pictures of you guys doing the thing at the Texas Theater that fun, Jason man. was brought up on stage as Doc Brown. Dude, and, he did an amazing job with yeah. no prep. Bad ever. And then ended up hosting uh, the the quote along at the Alamo Draft House. Did he do on that? Friday night? Yeah, I wow. missed it. That was a prior engagement. Have Sorry, we, buddy. We've been trying to get in to the Alamo Draft House <laughs> to do stuff. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, this guy dresses up like Christopher fucking Lloyd. There you go. That's it? all you got to do. All right, so I'll dress up like Reverend Jim from Taxi. And <laughs> We've been doing it the hard way this whole time. What well, we should have been doing story it. Story of my the life. Easy way. Wow. Sure wish we could do some stuff with the draft. Okay, so uh, this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're excellent movies. You know what? Sometimes they're movies you never even heard of. Whatever the case may be, every week Joel and I will check these movies out and then come back here and talk about them with each other and with you, our Editing Bay listeners. No Periscope viewers this week. Oh, um, I, I like the way you work it. No diggity. Got to bag it up. Bag it up. Bah. Uh, I didn't bring my iPad, so we don't have that set up. So oh. no Periscope viewing for you. No Apprentice this year. Yeah, no Apprentice this year. <laughs> I was going to choose my own finger. <laughs> that would have been correct. And then shove it in your ass, Willow. <laughs> so... So we You we are, are great. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Martigan. Mm, peck. Listen to our Willow episode from uh, a few months ago on the Editing Bay. Thanks. Yeah, and it might be on EditingBay.com. Who knows? It is. We still only have 60 episodes. Actually, no, it's not. It's not up there yet. I got to yeah. get that up there. I got to get those MP3s from you, Jeff. You should get those up. <laughs> no? Are they gone? What? I just got to download them all on my own? Yeah, on my <laughs> own. Da, da, Pretending da, da, I da, have da, access. Da, da, da. Your child will want for nothing. <laughs> uh, all right. So we are counting down to Halloween. In mm-hmm. fact, this is the last one before All Hallows' Eve. That's right. We got another We got another Saturday Halloween this year. Exciting. Are you doing anything fun? Yeah, probably, our buddy John has a probably birthday. probably doing what dinner. I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. You know, you know what's oh, awesome is when friends have birthdays and they decide to like make everybody go have expensive dinner somewhere. You know what? I hope he doesn't listen to this. I've got a birthday coming up, and you know what I'm going to make people do? Mm-hmm. Something that doesn't cost a whole lot of money. There you go. There, there we You're go. a good friend Everyone's and a confidant. Just, just hang out at home. And if I threw a party and invited everyone I knew, <laughs> I would... How does it go? And if I had see, a party... The biggest card would be from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Gift would be for me, and the card attached would say, "Thank you for being a friend." <laughs> so uh, this was Joel's pick, uh, a little movie called Trick or Treat. Oh, come on, it deserves more fanfare than that. So this is the movie that Joel picked. <laughs> well, I'm just saying we've been leading up to it for a year. I wanted to do it last year on the well, holiday we, season. Uh, what kind of fanfare is that? We talked about Back to the Future leading up to it. We that's still haven't talked about the Star Wars trailer. Tune in for the end of the episode, folks. We're going to talk some Star yeah, Wars, we'll right? Some, yeah, got we to. have to. Got to find out whether we got tickets or not. These poor people had to listen. These poor people had to listen to us be like like totally disengaged last week. That was like, hilarious. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was the worst. Uh, 
<laughs> Jeff, just stop it. Just throw a wipe in there or something. We can we can try to make it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so trick or treat. Trick or treat. How did you discover this movie, Joe? I discovered this movie, gosh, I want to say through Harry Knowles. And I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that guy, uh, but damn, he has a lot of insiders. Uh, well, lot isn't of, he the late Harry Knowles? At God, what did he is die? He, is he dead? Holy shit, did he die? I, I knew he had he, health problems. I thought he died. Oh, God. Well, rest in peace, Harry Knowles, if you're no longer with us. But thank you. <laughs> no longer. <for> with <laughs> too soon. But for, you don't even know. I it just might, found out 15 seconds ago. It's too soon for me. Dead. It's too soon for me. I knew I mean, he had some health problems. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he kind of discovered this film because uh, Warner Brothers sure was burying it. This was supposed to come out in 2007, and uh-huh. um, it was all ready. And then I think they pushed it for Saw 6. So uh, <laughs> hindsight being what it is, it probably wasn't a wise choice. Obviously made around the time when Brian Singer made X2. Yes. You've got Brian Cox in it. Yes. You've got uh, Anna, Anna Paquin. Paquin. And then also featuring <laughs> half of the cast from the show Dead Like Me that was on Showtime. <laughs> also produced by Brian Singer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and <laughs> the guy who wrote and directed it was also a, a writer for uh, said X Men movies yeah. and uh, Superman Returns, although I'd leave that off my resume. Bleh. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, was that the. Bleh? No, no, no. Oh, no that, that was. Bleh. Bleh. All right, we need to draw a distinction. <laughs> one is vomiting. Yeah, just one. If there are there are, if there are multiple syllables in it, then it's the dirty one. <laughs> so, <laughs> trick or treat. Trick or treat. Uh, it's two thousand seven. Like, it's like a callback to Creep Show. It kind of is. It's an anthology, meaning uh, I guess in this story, yeah, that's how you define it, right? It's four different stories that yeah. are loosely intertwined. Except, I feel like. I feel like Creepshow did it better, where it was oh. like kind of like Twilight Zone, the movie too, yeah. mm-hmm. where like they actually just they were presented as vignettes, like just okay, here's this story, fade to black, and now we open up on this other story. They were just like four episodes Instead, of the TV yeah, show, basically. Yeah, like, but, but there was, wasn't any crossover, right? There was there was a little bit of crossover yeah. in Creepshow. There, was, I think there was a little bit of crossover, maybe not in the Twilight Zone movie, but in this one. I don't know what I would rather have, Joel. I don't know if I'd rather have like just the fade in black, if I'd rather have crossover, or a, a really clumsy attempt at <laughs> intertwining everything, which is what this movie did. You, know, you felt it was forced? Yeah. It's a little forced. I, I like to think of them as, yes, they are independent stories, these four stories. There's almost five because one kind of has a story within a story. Very uh-huh. meta. Um but they've sprinkled little Easter eggs in there. Some are, uh, work better than others. Uh, there's one that in particular, I think does not work. It's probably the same one you think. Yeah. Uh, if indeed you think any of them work for you, uh, I'm I'm I find your lack of excitement disturbing, Joe. I <laughs> find your lack of faith about disturbing. the greatest Halloween film ever committed to celluloid. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. yeah I don't know, it's probably shot digitally for all I know. <laughs> no, I just well. Here's the thing. I am not, and this is why I love this movie. I do. I, do, I love this movie. It, I, it has become a tradition for me ever since I discovered it. Uh-huh. I watch it every year. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've only known about it for four years though. So. <laughs> Four years on it. Well, it just fucking came out in 2009 on DVD, and that was the first time I saw it. It's a family tradition. Well, you know how you can have, like, oh, the first annual Eddie Awards. Yeah. Just, just Dude, off the top of my head. we're getting ready to do the 19th, uh, I think, is it the 18th or the 19th? It's the 19th annual Die Hard Christmas. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. You're coming on 20. You've been doing that for 20 years? Almost 20 years. Wait a minute. What's the math on that? Been doing it since 95. Came out in when? Or, it, no, not 95. Been doing it since 96. Come out in 87? When did it come out? Oh, Die Hard came out yeah. in 80, 86, 87, I think. Okay. Yeah, but we just I've had... been doing Die Hard Christmas since like high school. When will it stop, Joe? It will never stop. <laughs> you know, hopefully Harper Even will take this post, on post into more. the future. Aw, yeah. that's kind of a nice thought. We're going to be doing something kind of fun, though. We're going to do like a little photo booth stuff this year. Aw. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. 
we're gonna do uh, for for the guests when the guests show up. Yeah, yeah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a cardboard box and line it with aluminum foil and have people lay down in it with like a lighter or whatever and re- recreate the the. Oh. <laughs> come on out to the coast. We'll oh, get together, have a few laughs. That's we're, awesome. Yeah, we're gonna recreate those pictures. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah. Where are you having it at the house? At, at the house? apartment. Yeah. Oh, you do no, have the apartment. At the apartment. Yeah. Interesting. We have some folks over and. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah. Let me know if you need a camera to do that. <laughs> we probably will. I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. Who knows? Because I've got an iPhone. The guy behind the. Yeah. What we were going to be doing. So trick or treat. Trick or treat. 2007. Rated R. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, shamefully buried it, and, but luckily it was discovered by, again, the likes of Harry Knowles. And then uh, as, as word of mouth um, br- brought it to uh, to uh, popularity, it's kind of become like a little cult cult hit now. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like you'll be joining that cult anytime soon. What? But, what? Uh, <laughs> just because I'm not like sell, like I'm not I'm not over the moon. About I just it think or? it's fun. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan. You know this about me. I'm not a huge fan of like slasher flicks. I don't like the torture porn. I can't stand that stuff. Yeah. We we did a movie here a few months back uh, called You're Next. Yes. I think in the spring. I love. Uh, you that liked one. it. Everybody liked, liked it. Very highly rated. I just couldn't deal with it because it was too real. The events were happening were yeah. were, were too real. The deaths were. Uh, the the story wasn't played for laughs or for creeps uh-huh. uh, as they are in this. It film. wasn't well. It wasn't a traditional like monster movie. It wasn't no. a horror movie. Yeah. It was Humans it was a slasher flick. The real horror. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I appreciated it. Uh, but there will a not home, be a home invasion movie. Not going to be repeat viewings. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it was. And, and what I loved about that movie, and I've, I've I said this a million times on that podcast, what I liked is that it took that slasher genre and it kind of turned it on its ear, where it's like. You know the 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 victim the victim yeah. the one that you thought would be the victim that gets away, She's but asking you her. know, but she ends up turning it all around. Like nobody thought, like fucking female bear grills slash Rambo <laughs> was going to be at this dinner party. Yeah, what was her backstory? Like she, she was raised in the outback. That's her, what it was. Yeah, she's from the Australian outback or whatever. Right. Good night. Yeah. Um, None of that in this film. No, though. this no, is no. this is uh, again an anthology for little well, stories. Brian Cox has a little bit of a battle in his home. That's true. Uh, he was not raising the outback though. Not no. drawing upon any past no. experience. Maybe an outback steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's looking. I'm kind of proud of my uh, my recast for him though. Yes, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, but again, each of the different stories are. It's what it it feels like Halloween, and in fact, it's one of the few films aside from Halloween, uh, the film. Uh, that is actually kind of set on Halloween, and and the day plays into the story. Yeah. Um, but but aside from it just being a backdrop, like this movie is about Halloween. It's about, and in fact, we have a little uh, a little creature uh, named Sam. You don't find that out in the, uh, and maybe he's credited that way in the in the credits, but uh-huh. they never see his name. But he's this little. Uh, it looks like a little they, boy. They, they don't ever say his name. I don't think so. I don't think huh. so. But that that's the character's name. Um, because there was a comic. What book. was his deal? What was his deal? I he he is he is uh, the Santa Claus of Halloween per se, and not like Jack Skellington, but in the sense that if there were a mascot for Halloween, you know, Santa Claus, he's all about uh, Christmas spirit, making sure people are naughty or nice. You uh-huh. know, he gives gifts kids. Yeah. Uh, he uh, the Sam is uh, the opposite of that. He will kill you if you're not, if you're not following the rules of, of Halloween, Halloween that they set forth, which are uh, don't don't blow up pumpkins, your jack o' lanterns before Halloween is over. Always have to wear a costume on Halloween. Uh, there were a couple other rules there. Yeah, I I don't know. Always have candy. Here's okay. So and check your candy. What I felt like they were setting up in this movie in each of the vignettes is that like, even though it's kind of a slasher horror thing, it felt like, it felt like who the people that were killed, kind of had it. 
Yeah. In most re- respects. Yes. Kind of had it coming. Yes, exactly. They had it coming. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they only have themselves to blame. <laughs> Jesus. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it. You'd have done the same. That's right. Uh, hold on, i got to get this out of my... <laughs> so, uh, the... Um, no, but it felt like the people that got got killed kind of had it coming. Yeah, except fair. for obviously the you know the 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 fat kid with Dylan Baker. Yeah, but even him, they but show he him was like he's tossing the the pumpkins off there. That's he's right. smash, smashing pumpkins. You don't want to anger Sam <laughs> by blowing out the candle before midnight. Yeah. Um. So you've got it, and <laughs> Charlie. That can't be good for your diabetes. <laughs> and like Sarah and I both are like, oh, fat kid's fat. And we gotta, <laughs> I know, right? Like, why does guy. he have to be a fat kid? I mean, any little boy his age would have totally been like, ooh, that candy. True. It's funny. That that little kid, uh, little kid, that kid had a distinct look with the huge uh, orange fro. He looked like- He looked the, like a jack o He looked like the catcher from uh, The Sandlot. Oh, you're, my God, he did. You're yeah, killing me, killing Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Oh, my God, it did look like that kid. Uh, and so, like, the, I, and now- we're we're kind of entering the realm of where trick or treat mm-hmm. lost me. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't. In, in I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with you know the events of the past three months. Mm. But kids in peril. Mm. Kind of not digging it. Not babies though. Kind of not digging kids in peril though. And there's like, only a handful of children that die in this film. <laughs> And all at once, to be fair, and off, and off <laughs> so, screen. So that makes it okay. off screen for that matter, no, except, except the, for that kid. The, the one, the bus. You watch the bus go over the side. Like, off, off you screen, see them you chained see up. The you see these kids chained up in a bus. Wow, we are all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, this movie's kind of all over the place. <laughs> so but it that's doesn't what's matter. great about it. It's four creepy Halloween stories, and uh-huh. they, they all kind of tell a different type of uh, Halloween tale. I, I guess. The Dylan Baker thing, <laughs> the Dylan Baker story almost lost me completely. He's my he, that might be my favorite. Yeah, Dylan Baker is one of these actors. He's a good actor. What do we know him? But from? his he was Professor. Uh, he was Kirk Connors from the original Spider Man trilogy. That's right. Uh, he's got the glasses. He's kind of nerdy. He plays. He was a supposed principal. to be the the lizard if they were going to go on with Sam Raimi. I saw him credited like that, and I was like, yeah. what? I don't remember that storyline ever surfacing. Yeah, uh, probably for the best. Uh, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. His story was fucking interminable. Well, which one now? Because no, 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 this no, is the, the problem. The one I where have. he's got the where he's got his kid and <laughs> he's burying <laughs> like so he's funny. got he's got the 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 grave in the backyard yeah. and the little boys yelling. Uh-huh. And Daddy. This so, for some reason I guess there's one of the bodies in the in the in the grave well, is still is a, grabbing at him. This is a tradition, that, and that was the yeah. Okay, who was that? If this is a tradition, who was grabbing at his leg? I thought because it wasn't Charlie. Because this was someone dressed like a clown. Uh, yeah. Was he dressed like a clown? Yeah, no, you I, saw I like a that hand. Was it was kid. dressed as a clown. Okay. Charlie wasn't dressed as anything. He was wearing like an orange shirt. I thought maybe he had. I thought that was Charlie, the the kid that he uh, puked. Because because they show him like dragging his body. Yeah, but there's nice. a, there are a couple of bodies in the grave. Yeah, but it. it I, and what is grabbing at him is wearing a clown costume. Let's go back and watch it. As many times as I've seen this movie, that never jumped out at me. I always assumed that was Charlie because of the events. And you get the idea that this is a yearly tradition. This is like uh-huh. a sacrifice so that he's weird. doing. It was, I it know was... it's weird, but it's so funny. And his his little his actual son, who is still alive, is like yelling. Who's also a ginger. So you're sitting yeah. there thinking, is he killing kids that resemble his little That's boy? That's what they want you to think. Yeah. There's all sorts of misleads in here, and especially in that story. He's burying the body and the kid. Daddy, when are you coming up? I need help with the eyes, with the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Shh, Charlie, be quiet, Charlie. Well, go watch Charlie. No, his, his name's not Charlie, is it? 
I don't, he's like, I don't remember. It. Oh no, no, it wasn't because he he's said, like, "Go, go watch, watch Charlie Brown." Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite lines. That was film. a good line. No, that was a good line. But I even then, wrote that down. But in my then, notes. yeah, the payoff to that whole scene. So he's he's buried the one kid, and he's next door neighbor to Brian Cox, and he has to yeah. struggle with this body that he thinks is dead, but he's has to kill it. It's funny. He tears off the finger and throws it to the dog. There's it, that that one is definitely played for laughs. Uh-huh. And then the end of it, when you think he's going to kill his own son. Yeah. When he's like, you know, <laughs> tell me what the eyes, daddy. I wish mommy were still alive, daddy. <laughs> like he's like mocking him. Uh-huh. Um, and that creepy shot of just him with the, uh, the the knife, and he slowly raises it and comes yeah. down. And it turns out that... Um, and, but, and there's blood on the tip, so you're like, what the hell's yep. going on? The little boy's still okay. Uh, but we uh, have a, a slow reveal of the head of uh, the... the uh, what is that character's name? The one that he killed. Of Charlie. Yeah, it is Charlie, it isn't is, it? That kid's name, that is, Charlie. Kid's name is Charlie. So let me ask here. you that. Mm-hmm. If he had the severed head of Charlie, mm-hmm. how was Charlie's corpse like grabbing at him? And I stuff in feel the like there's a scene where we don't see him decapitate because uh, okay. that would have ruined so now, the reveal. Now you're speculating though that I there's like footage that doesn't exist, <laughs> and you're filling in the blanks with shit that we don't it's know. Back for to sure. my JFK, but it, it doesn't matter. The point is, you think he's about to kill his own son, and then it turns out he's actually raising another serial killer, like Dexter. Like this little yeah, kind of like this little nine year old boy. I. But first, you have to help me with the eyes, Daddy. Yeah. They're gonna carve the eyes is, out of this. Is human that little head. boy gonna be ah. the basis of Trick or Treat too? I hope so. I was reading yeah. about that today because uh, that is still on track. Probably not next year. They're saying, but maybe 2017, yeah. Halloween 2017. Okay, so near the end of the Dylan Baker vignette, mm-hmm. you've got where he get, he's watering the ground or whatever, where he's now buried the bodies, right? And he goes to walk back into his home, mm-hmm. and he looks over at his neighbor's house, Brian Cox. Is that Brian Cox? Because mm-hmm. it looked like an old woman. Who no, was saying was, like, "Oh, help me, help me!" It's the Brian Cox, and then he character. gets like tackled. Yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, because it's a, it's when because I didn't see that when we came back around to the Brian Cox bit. I never saw that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it happens. You see it from his perspective from inside the house. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because it, like the geography some... seems all off. Then that Dylan Baker's looking the wrong way mm. because he's going back into the house, and I thought he was looking to his right. He does look and, his right, and, but but if you look at the the geography of the of the house, uh-huh. there's the house, the backyard, and Ron, and Brian Cox's house is this way, but it seemed like Dylan Baker was looking over here. Oh, uh, that uh, that never jumped out at me. I always kind of thought it made sense. They were just showing the reverse of it, and I assumed later. it was something I was going to see later. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know, and I, I guess it. if they showed it during uh-huh. the Brian Cox bit, yeah. I totally yeah. missed it. Yeah, I totally missed it because uh, the person that tackled him, Sam. well, the person that tackled him didn't look like a little Sam. It looked huge. Yeah, <laughs> in in that in that vignette at the end of the Dylan Baker. Well, bit. that that the Sam character, the uh, Halloween mascot, if you will, um, is played by several different. Uh-huh. Objects, things. Yeah. One and of you, them is a midget. One of them is a child, and then there's a puppet. And you've seen him. You've probably seen him. He's got this like he's got this round burlap sack over his burlap head. Burlap sack with, a, with like, like buttons for eyes, and yeah. he's smiling, and he does that creepy head tilt thing that you know, always creeps me out, and climbs on ceilings. Yeah, uh, I, I like him. I like I that like character. the design of that character. I did until until they took the mask off. until you take the mask off at the end. Yeah, in the last vignette, and he's like a he looks like an alien. Yeah, I'm like, is it supposed to be an alien? I is he just a Halloween monster? Yeah, I did. I didn't like that. I didn't like that well, they revealed him. I liked the mystique of like, yeah. what is that? That's a Underneath that mask, but you get that throughout the entire. Like you know, when they were filming this, they didn't think it was going to be a hit. Uh, they didn't think it was going to be released. So I, I like the forethought that they uh, 
they, they were they were answering all questions pretty much for this film. Yeah, we'll see him again in, in Trick or Treat Part Two. So that um, was your favorite vignette. That was the the Dylan Baker one beca- right off the because bat because it's so funny and he's playing he's he's introduced as the principal yeah. uh, because the kid Charlie who's who's eating his candy um, calls him principal. Yeah, Skinner I, I, or whatever. I, yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Um, and you're not quite sure about the character, and it's such a slow reveal. It turns out he's poisoned the candy that the kid is eating. And the kid just grotesquely vomits oh, up. And it seems it's one of those things where they play it off where it seems almost too obvious. So you're like, well, wait, maybe he's not. And then when the kid starts like vomiting up his lungs, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, laughing at he's, him. He's trying to. He's I I just love the comedy. How he, exasperated he is trying to communicate with his kid while bearing a body, and Brian Cox's dog is barking at him. Um, and the reveal, I. Those are the types of stories. Those are the types of episodes of like um, Outer Limits and Tales from the Dark Side that I that I used to love watching the, uh-huh. those those TV shows. When mm-hmm. does all of this stuff take place within relation to each other? Like chronologically, sure. what happens first? The fir- uh, I think that's the first one that happens. Is that the first thing that's going to well, happen? Well, there's a couple that kind of happen in tandem. Um, but yeah, that's the first one that happens, and then we go to the four. Sisters, the Anna Paquin, or not the four sisters. There's two sisters, yeah, and then the 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 two friends. So there's uh-huh. four girls. Um, and who, that's the who, next vignette. We who see. apparently like they're getting their costumes at just a costume shop on Halloween on Eve. Halloween Eve, like, and they come out of the dressing room and it's all custom fit. Like it, I know there is no way you're going to a costume shop and getting something that looks you that, know suspend disbelief. Fit. I would say for for a Halloween movie, uh, <laughs> I, I do. I don't know if you pay attention um, to some of the the things that they're saying as they're trying on their outfits. Did you catch catch some of that stuff? A they're talking bit, yeah. about oh last year. Yeah. Oh, I, I I got sick. I ate some bad Mexican. Bad Mexican. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah, one yeah. year we met sailors, and or we dressed as sailors, and, and one we came of them home was, as sailors, and one of them was a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "It's okay, it all tastes like ass to me." Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so it's these, these these four girls, yeah. Uh, and as Joe mentioned, they're trying on their costumes, they're getting fitted, and they even talk about, "Oh, why don't we always do this? We do this every year. We come into town for this. There's plenty of fresh meat out in uh, wherever they, yeah. wherever they, and, live. The, and the way they they play, they, they do play the dialogue in this yeah. really well. It's they very clever. You just make it sound like they're trying to pick up some dates. They always say, "We got to, we got to go find our dates." Yeah. Um, but Anna Anna Paquin is the young, uh, the young girls, the younger sister. It's her first time. She's a virgin. It's alluded to. Uh, and you assume that we mean a, a sexual virgin, but in uh-huh. fact, turns out uh, these girls are not what they seem. And I even like that that part when she's trying to get her to come out. Well, we all have our costumes on. Come out, let's see. Open the door, or I'll huff and I'll puff. Did <laughs> yes. you catch yep. that yeah, too? Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, ah, a little foreshadowing. Uh-huh. See, little clever moments like that. Yes, I really appreciate. And that's the thing. The uh, really funny dialogue and clever uh, dialogue in this film that you don't see in your traditional Halloween movie uh-huh. and actually I would even say the actors the caliber of actors like we said Anna Paquin Brian Cox uh, there's a lot of people in here you're like oh it's that guy oh it's that girl um, who are, are, are in uh, you know well known it's not just like uh, you know, cabin boy number thirteen. Uh, it's, who's it's, not, it's not the, the cast act. of CW. No, yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. We, we went ahead and we got the cast of all the CW shows, and uh, you know, in <laughs> in James Vanderbeek, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw him. No, in spoiler this. alert for my recast. <laughs> uh, the um, so <laughs> you're just at a loss for words. I, I am this. kind of at a loss for words because I disappointed you, Joe. I let you down. It, it, I built it on, up, Buttercup. On the whole, mm-hmm. um. <laughs> I didn't enjoy this. Wow! I didn't. I are you didn't kidding? Enjoy it. I think there, there are a little. There are some. Well, there's some elements here mm-hmm. in there that I did. I was like, I appreciate that. That's kind of cool. But for the most part, I, 
I don't know what to tell you. Like I was a I was a little bored with this movie. Wow. Yeah. I, I wish you would have discovered this on your own. I wonder if if me no. building it up so much. No, because you really didn't build you. it up. Because I, I brought the I brought the disc home. Mm-hmm. In fact, I meant to watch it at work today, and I couldn't get, find time to do that. Uh, and so I came home, and Sarah was like, "So, what are you guys watching for this week?" And I told her, "I was like, oh, it's this movie, Trick or Treat." She's like, "Oh, uh, okay. So, is, <laughs> is it good or is it bad?" I go, "Honestly, I don't know." She's like, "Does Joel really like it?" I go, "I think he does." <laughs> so it's bad. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you should put it on. We'll watch." It. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, we'll take well, a look." Little Harper's first Halloween. And so, uh, so no, we did. We did let her watch this. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, I was kind of. I was kind of bored. Oh, I was wow. antsy it's, while it's watching this movie. It's 82 minutes. How can you be I bored know. with this movie? It, it was so, so short. But at the same time, I was like, oh, God. I sighed so much. No, while I've seen it so many. All right. I, I was like, wow. Okay. That's uh, on you. I'm going to say you need to watch this again. Watch it next year for Halloween when your mind is fresh. <laughs> and uh, it'll 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 come back to you. Or maybe like it's just something that memory. doesn't resonate to me. Uh, no, because you like good films, <laughs> no. and this is a good film. No. It's just no, it's, it's, it's there's no gray area here, Joe. It's black or white. <laughs> I could prove this in court. I could prove in court that this is. It's a not gray about what's film. black or white. <laughs> it's about what's right or wrong. <laughs> no holds barred. Nope. Uh, I'll give you two more two more chances. Ready to rumble? Nope. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Um, no holds barred. He <laughs> said no holds barred. Oh, okay. I'm it, all out of wrestling movies. It, it's from uh, from Clear and Present Danger. Oh, oh, with Harrison or, Ford, or is it Patriot Games, aka Han Solo? It was one of the Harrison Ford, aka uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> aka Decker. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Private PI Decker. What was he? Yeah, private Decker. eye. He was a private eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe, you. maybe. Oh please, he was. I know. <laughs> oh god, I keep hearing about that. And then the news today about Indiana Jones. Did you see that? No. Where, uh, uh, who was it? It wasn't Kathleen. It was somebody like kind of put to rest the rumors that they were going to recast. You know, where we talking about Chris Pratt this entire time, and like he was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not recast. There's only one Indiana Jones. Wow, there can be only one, according to this guy. I can't even remember who it was who was saying it. So maybe he'll be overruled. Hopefully, (laughs) was it Mike? Was it Michael Yabs? He was. (laughs) (laughs) Your source may be questionable. He was just saying that uh, they're not going to turn it into a James Bond character where he'll be recast throughout the generations. Why not? He's based on James Bond. Ooh, oh, that's right. He is, isn't yeah. he? Oh, totally Why wouldn't sense. you do that? There's plenty of stories. They already did it with fucking Neil Patrick Flannery. They did. Yeah, I totally skewered his name. No, you, you said Sean it. Patrick Flannery. Neil Patrick Harris. I combined Sean it with Patrick Flannery. Oh, I just saw Gone Girl over the weekend. Have yeah. you seen that? Yes, I have. Great film. Moving it's, on. It's hard to watch that movie without thinking of Barney Stinson, though. Like he's totally fucking Barney, <laughs> he's Barney Stinson. Stinson. And when all that shit goes down with him, yes. and you're like. Oh, alternate okay. universe. So I guess it's not funny. <laughs> it's, no. it's not supposed to be funny, no. at least. No, no, no. And no. I didn't need to see his dick. I Although, didn't need to see your dick, Neil Patrick. We see Harris. Ben Affleck's dick in this see, movie, too. You see all kinds of dicks. A lot dick. of cock. You see the ridge of Ben Affleck's dick in this yeah. movie. Uh, to the point where I. This is a, a bad impulse that I had where I where almost you just started drooling. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> Pavlovian response. Pavlov's bell. It's a cock. Pavlov's dong. No, I, I, I almost instinctively like reached for the remote to rewind <laughs> to it. To stroke just, it. Just to prove it to myself that I saw what I saw. And then I was like, mm, nope, mm. that don't need to do that. Joel was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Zip. Well, but isn't even like. Check the locks on I the mean, door. Sh- no, I was watching it with Jenna. But I'm just saying. Um. It, it was it was surprising, jarring, and shocking. And I wanted to, much like the end of Boogie Nights, I wanted to examine it like the fucking Zapruder film and see if it was in fact back into the lab. A prosthetic? 
cock that Ben Affleck is wearing? Because no, that's, that's his, what I would do. That's his cock. All right. That is. That is well, cock. good on you, Ben. There's a lot of cock Jennifer in, in cinema lost. now, in modern cinema. Yeah. You, know, you got Jason Siegel and that's right. forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, you don't have to pause that one. No, it's on screen. You just for... uncomfortably leave it on <laughs> I know. screen. So, uh. God, please. I love that, that Jason Siegel <laughs> could have a, a movie where his cock is hanging out for a good three minutes. And what's he do next? The fucking Muppet movie. Like Disney, know, right? Disney brings him on to be on the Muppets. That would have so, like, never the kids happened. Are like, that guy's funny. What else has he done? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch this forgetting Sarah Marshall movie. He has a, a different uh, puppet <laughs> yes. that he makes. He does have puppets. He does do puppet work. That's how he got the job with the yeah, Muppet thing. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. Have you yet to watch the Muppet TV show, by the way? I have not yet. I've wanted to, but mm. I haven't made the time. I'm uh, still only the one episode in. Oh, okay. um, I'm not sure how it's faring. I need to check it out. I'd be curious. I need no, to check Jeff's, it out. Jeff's, uh, not, well, this week on My Comic Life, <laughs> we're going to be talking about The Muppet Show. Uh, all right, so back to Trick or Treat. Back to Trick or Treat. So we've got this bit with the uh, the kids that are going around trick-or-treating asking for jack-o'-lanterns. That's right. He's got this little girl dressed as an angel, which you always know. That's a red flag. Yeah. It's a, a, a contrarian. Uh, and she is kind of the leader of the pack. She's the alpha female, and she's got her little friend, and then it, what I guess is maybe like her little brother or something yeah. dressed she, as a pirate and, following and around. And you would recognize her. She played Regina in Dead Regina, Like Me. R- Regina. Regina. <laughs> she played Regina in the show Dead Like Me. Mm. Uh, and, God, she's so young in this. You're like, what? Does she grow up to be hot? I, sh- I don't know. You don't, you I, don't know? I have no idea. Are you being politically correct here? No, I've, I don't, don't know, know, Joel. I You've don't, seen her on the show that no, you're but referring she to. She looked like that when oh, she was okay. on the show. Okay. She was a little girl, but this was almost 10 years ago, Joel. Mm. So <laughs> so what you're saying is <laughs> she's over 18 now. <laughs> God, I'm so creepy. I creep myself out sometimes, Joe. Yeah, dude. Joe. I, That's my, feel, I feel a little creepy. my Halloween. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, I the, want this to be over. Four kids, and then there's a there's a boy. <laughs> Jeff Shake is a, shut the fuck up, Jeff. Then there's a boy uh, who I guess has a little crush on her. He's following her around that she's got tied around her, her finger. Does he have a crush on her, or does he have a crush on uh, the the the, the no. witch girl who yeah. looks like Lauren Padilla? Run to the retard is what they call oh, her, dude. Oh, God, that's Whoa. what that was. What her name was no. in the film. He's like, oh, that's that's Run to the retard. No, they just they the called her. They called her an idiot Did you savant. Watch this movie? They called her an idiot savant. Yes, after that. She's yeah. That she's not. He retarded. said she's not a retard. She's an idiot. That's what I'm saying, though. She isn't, though. I know. I didn't. These aren't my words, Joe. But I'm she quoting. resembled Lauren Padilla. She kind of had a. She she had a little. She did, Lauren didn't Padilla she? To her. Yes. If she were if she were a little little girl yes. dressed as a witch. Yes, I thought it was cute. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so the the boy, you can tell because uh, the girl, not Regina, but whatever her name is, says like, "All right, time for you to play your part." Yes. And he's he's going to pretend to flirt with her to get her to come along. Very very. Uh, she's all that. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But but really or cruel intentions. All yes, all for the purpose of just kind of playing this practical joke on yeah. this girl, as yes. you know, kids are wont to do. Um, but it it doesn't go their way. No. They uh, it, it it and actually trippy. <laughs> Bad. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to last week's episode of Hideaway, you're getting these inside jokes. Um, But uh, this this actually may be my favorite part of the the movie where... I thought your favorite part was Dylan Baker. They're all my favorite parts, Joe, as I relive them one by one. They're like children. I love them all equally. (laughs) They're like children Uh, of the night. (laughs) What beautiful music they make. (laughs) But uh, she tells this ghost story, and it's the one about the, the special needs kids on the bus or whatever. Yeah. And uh, how the parents paid the bus driver one day because they were riding the short bus. What were they paying the bus driver to do? To poison them? To kill those kids. To To poison them or to drive the bus over the side? To drive the bus over the... Well, oh, I see what you're saying. 
Uh, because no. obviously he didn't mean to kill himself. No, but he didn't mean for the one kid to get loose from no, the restraints he, he did and not. drive the bus over the cliff with him. But yeah, they all he had them all chained to their uh, to their seats, yeah. and he'd give them a candy to make sure they were chained. Yeah, uh, one kid gets loose when he realizes that they're not where they're supposed to be, and they're all they're they're, they're all wearing masks, so you don't get to see their so faces because be it's Halloween. A bunch of adults <laughs> could, could be, but <laughs> it's implied that they're. Mongoloid special needs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say this. I thought that mm. was a, cl- a classy way to, to illustrate and represent it. So that way they didn't like, you know, they have just, to. Is that way we don't have to put makeup or yeah, cast a yeah. bunch of down, downy kids? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and also, I think that that also speaks to the fact that, like, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter what was going on with the kids, either mentally or emotionally. Right. We just know their parents didn't want them. It was just that they were them. children that the parents didn't want. Unwanted. So. And that somebody agreed for a undisclosed amount of money yeah. that they would kill these kids. Yep. Like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yep. So this is all part of the flashback, and it goes horribly wrong, except kind of right, because... <laughs> but school bus goes over the cliff. Kids die because they're chained to their seats. Yeah, uh, except the one kid and uh, the bus driver swims uh, breathless to safety. Which I thought they were. I, I'm going to give the the movie credit in this respect mm-hmm. about the whole like and the bus driver was never heard from again. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about it yeah. until the bit with Brian Cox. Uh-huh. And there's that one scene where he like turns and in the light you see the scar. And I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah. like this is. I like the way that they've tied that in. Like a. It, Maybe I'm an idiot, but no. I didn't see that coming there. That was that was really well done. I didn't see it the first time, and it's clever, and they drop little clues like that. And then, yeah, the reveal at the end of the Brian Cox story, after he's been attacked by Sam the Pumpkin King. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, he, Sam uh, the, the Pumpkin <laughs> King. Uh, has uh, grown so tired of the same old thing. Um, I was trying to think <laughs> what that lyric was next that comes. Way to um, go, Chris Sarandon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they show him at the end of the movie and he's like burning photographs and there's the, the, the shot evidence. of him. Yeah, uh, him and the, and the eight kids around the school bus. Okay, so like Sam attacks him mm-hmm. viciously. That's right. Attacks him. Because he wasn't giving out uh, candy for Halloween. Is he that why he wasn't respecting? Yeah, yeah. All throughout the movie, there the the characters. Some of the characters are kind of setting up the rules. You got Ronda the retard who tells the story about uh, Jeff. Every t- just because I'm saying the word, it's an actual word in the dictionary. If you okay? guys could hear the way Jeff talks when we don't record, <laughs> <laughs> potty mouth like a fucking <laughs> right? Um But he, uh, uh, where was I going? With no, this? no, oh. that they set up the rules, but because yeah, yeah, yeah. we do see in the very like not the very beginning where the the couple where the woman gets well, we killed. Do, he, but he mentions it there when she's blowing out the yeah. Well, he says it's tradition and stuff, mm-hmm. but we do see when. Uh, when uh, Dylan Baker, the kids come up to the house and he gives candy, yep. and Sam comes up and he gives him a little bit of candy, yep. and Sam leaves, and it's like, oh, okay, he, he knows he adhered to the rules, mm-hmm. and so, all right, you're you're okay from Sam's wrath. Yep, you're free from Sam's wrath, but you got something else coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, <laughs> okay, because I was cu- I was curious because Sam does all this stuff and like attacks the shit out of him, mm-hmm. and then like leaves. Yeah. Uh, and I, and if, you know what it was though. It was you know because the whole reason he was being attacked, the Brian Cox characters, he didn't have, he wasn't trick or treating, he, he wasn't giving away the rules. And then the last thing that Sam, when you think he's going to kill Brian Cox, he instead he, he, he sticks his lollipop through the candy bar and starts to eat the candy bar. Uh-huh. So that was him making good on the on the trick or treat. Okay, is how I interpret. See, it. I thought maybe there was a moment where. Possibly he saw the picture of the kids and and Ronnie and Cox realized or Bronnie, Brian Cox and yeah. realized oh 
you got some other shit on the way. Open like, to interpretation. That's what I, I guess, like about this movie. I guess so. it multiple times, and you can interpret it several different ways. I kind of think I think your interpretation is probably a lot more correct than uh, mine. Maybe I've seen it seen it a few times. Yes. Nacho. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I I did miss that one thing earlier. Um, but what thing? The, what the, the clown hand that you were saying. Oh that yeah. The the kid who was being buried by Dylan Baker had, uh-huh. had a clown. I have to go back and rewatch that one. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure okay. it was a clown hand. Might be right. Uh, Double check on that. All right. Inconsequential, regardless. So I feel like. Mm-hmm. Even though this wasn't my cup of tea mm-hmm. and I didn't enjoy it as much as you do, yes. uh, I do think that there's there is some space for us to kind of sit on the same plateau when it comes to the uh, Anna Paquin storyline. Yeah, that is it, that your favorite? No, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like Damn. that one doesn't even belong. Oh, I, really? That's my. I feel like it doesn't. What I was about to say it was favorite. my favorite. They're all my favorite. <laughs> I feel like it didn't belong. Really? It Why really not? Really didn't belong. I thought that it was. I like the fact that we get to see like a wrap up of like the Dylan Baker character. See, that's the part that I thought was a little too tightly woven. Like he was already tied in. This is the principal now who has yeah. the son who you know carving out the eyes. He turns out being one of the. He's he's wearing a mask later on. He's got these faint. Vet, Fake vampire teeth in, yeah, and ends up being the the victim to Anna Paquin and her pack of wolves. Ooh, Anna her pack, win <laughs> of wolves. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff was Is done this before, before she this started, started doing True Blood. No, uh, two thousand six, I think they filmed it. So no, I think it was going on at the time. Okay, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why, why you ask? Uh, just because the whole vampire werewolf thing. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll typecast. <laughs> Okay, the the only problem I have, like, I like the fate that Dylan Baker faces at yes. the end of this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's cool. It's yeah. fitting. And like I said, it kind of fits into that whole theme of people actually have it coming. Like, for the most part, the people yeah. that die have it coming. Yeah. Um, but when does this happen? Like, within the timeline, when the right. fuck does Dylan Baker have time to dress up like this suave-ass <laughs> vampire and start, like, fucking chicks in an alley. <laughs> I know, right. And and then hook up and follow Anna Paquin back to her to to the uh, to the forest. He alludes to it earlier when he and the son are, are, are about to carve the pumpkin. He says, Danny oh, he has, has a, a date. date. That's right. And he that's says the date he that he meets. Date. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, it, it, it's a it, bit. It, it's, it's kind of... It's just a, it's squeezing too a clean. little too much in there yeah. and a little too clean. Didn't th- feel like it needed to be uh, that It could have just been tied. something else. It, it could have been some random. Some other person. Yeah. You could have done without that whole back alley scene where he's uh, making out with a chick and then she realizes he's been piercing her skin and there's blood everywhere. Yeah. But I guess you got to set up that uh, he's a cold-hearted snake. Yeah. Look into his eyes. Girl. Uh-oh. He's been telling lies. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're walking around downtown in the middle of a Halloween celebration and mm. some woman comes up to you and she's just like, help me, are you seriously going to be like, she's just drunk? Ah, good costume, bitch. She's just drunk. Let's go. Yeah. Like, uh, I kind of feel like a normal person would still be like, are you okay? <laughs> are you all right? I know that we're all wearing costumes and stuff, and it look- but are you all right? You seem to need help. Even if you're not really bleeding, you mm-hmm. seem to need help. Could have been in character. Maybe she was part of. You ever gone to like? Uh, you ever been to Screams down in Waxahachie? Yeah, they weren't at Screams. They were in towns. They were in like town I know, square. but but they set up that this town, this little town, it's a quiet <laughs> village. Shit. Um, is is uh, has has close ties to uh, to day. Halloween. That's right. Like the one before. <laughs> 
When are we going to see a trailer for the Beauty and the live action Beauty and the Beast? I don't know, man. I'm really excited. I'm to excited see that. about that too. I want to yeah. see what they because uh, it's a computer generated beast, right? It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Andy Circus <laughs> playing the Beast. <laughs> Either Andy Circus or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The, oh God, <laughs> the Scorpion King. <laughs> the Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's the Anna Paquin thing. I, I felt like was. It it went by so fast, yeah. Like it was so quick. There did you, really did you see what was happening though? Did you call it? Yeah, you picked up on all the clues. Yeah, that were dropping? well, I picked up on that because there are things that happen in this movie, and sometimes they're, they're, it's not quite as smooth as the whole Brian Cox. Like, oh look, that's the scar. He's got the scar on his face that I didn't notice. Sometimes it's a little more obvious and less smooth. And one of those examples is during the uh, the kids with Rhonda or Wanda. No, it's Rhonda. Is it Rhonda? Yep. Uh, at one point, Rhonda Rhonda's, Rhonda's sitting around with <laughs> Jesus. Rhonda's sitting around with that other little boy, yep. and she's like, "Oh, werewolves," and I'm like, "Okay, so we're gonna see some fucking werewolves eventually." Yeah. And so I started thinking about. It, I'm like, "Okay, Anna Paquin's dressed up like Red Riding Hood." Yeah, it's pretty. Early. And the sister invited the guy from the costume store, but now she's not really into him. But they've taken all this time. They've really tried Absolutely. to get all these dudes. I'm like, ah, bordello of blood. Yeah. Or. Not, or from dusk till dawn, and like, that's, that's the totally thing. what's going on. And I don't think they're trying to hide any of that stuff from you. I don't think it's in an. It oh, I saw where you were going. It just wasn't skillfully woven, though. No, like, I, I think I think it was. I think that was intentional. A problem when you see something coming, it makes it it. it, it We've talked about this before in movies. When I'm already ahead of you story-wise, sure. I want you to hurry up and get to that point then. But because now I'm bored waiting for you to get to that. But it's the it's you know what, but you don't know how. And that's the part that, that the, the, they keep you uh, Great. So I get to wait and learn that they're going to do it by way of horrible fucking visual effects. Again, low uh, low budget on this <laughs> yes. only seven, no, 15 million yeah. uh, budget. And so, yeah, maybe. Uh, although apparently the same production house who did the Lycans for the Underworld movies uh, did I've those. Se- which I've seen one of. Oh, the first one? Yeah. First one's great. First one's not bad. They're making another one, too. It's very blue. <laughs> yes, it's there's yes. A, there's a lot of blue filter going on. A lot on. of color grading going on in that yeah. film. Uh, a little, little too much. Maybe uh-huh. we'll get away. But, you know. It's a little matrixy. Black leather, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. wants green in their film? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, th- no, I I, uh, I I don't I don't mind. And all of the stories are like that. You know something's going to happen, but it's it's all in how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, and going back to the one with the kids when, and Rhonda the retard. Which I thought, that, God, Joel. That's her name. You could just say Rhonda. Rhonda. No, all right, all right. <laughs> so I liked the one with the kids. Yeah, I think if I had to pick one of those stories, <laughs> of that all I, the ones you like, the one where the child deaths? because I like the way it played out. Yeah, I like the the conclusion to it. That you know these they. However, I do feel like it's a little harsh that Rhonda just let them die. Yeah, I'm like, um, they were just playing a trick on you. Like they weren't well, trying to hurt you or anything. They were just playing a trick rules, on you. Uh, but she does. She knows the rules, and so like she fucking took the elevator and went on up. Yep. It was kind of like a karma, karma bitch. And then she sees, like, her and Sam have a little, like... Exchange. Exchange. Yep. Uh, Is Sam hauling a... Is he still hauling his bag at that scene, or does he have a wagon? Uh, She has the wagon. She has the wagon, that's right. She's carrying the the leftover... uh, That's right. I knew one of them had a wagon. I was like, what the fuck? He actually... Oh, you know what? You want to talk about a great shot? The very first shot of this film, uh, as the credits are kind of rolling, and it's a close-up of... It's Charlie. Yeah, the kid who's... Who is it? It's not the very beginning, because the very beginning is the It's a the long... Couple. No, that, but but once she gets killed, and uh-huh. then it goes to the oh, credit sequence... Oh, that's after Dylan Baker gives him the candy, 
and you see the bag. Oh no, it's, it's before yeah, that. Yeah, right before that but scene. You see he's him dragging, dragging the bag, that bag, and it's a shot we're following him. And if you go back and watch that, every now and then the camera will tilt up, and you'll catch a glimpse of something. It's all of the different characters in the film. Uh-huh. It tilts up to the left, and you see the four girls, and then it tilts up, and you see the chick and the robot. And yeah, there's a lot. I, and I then, really but, like that. But then I appreciate the that's that's of. the thing. Like it, it hands it off. It goes from him, mm-hmm. from Sam to the girls. And then the girls start walking towards us, and they're talking about whatever, and then they run into the couple that ends up getting fucked up at the very beginning. Yep. And that's when I was like, okay, this is a little... It's convenient. It's a little too obvious, the way that they're trying to intertwine it. <laughs> I think my note I was, intertwine stories are intertwined. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen it done much worse. And and in a film like this, where it's all supposed to be in this one town and one night, uh-huh. I, I, kind of, I appreciate it instead of just... Oh, here's these. Because obviously this started off as four independent stories. Yeah. And somebody had to go through the trouble of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this guy were this guy and this kid were the son of blah, blah, But a film girls? suffers from this as well. Yeah? It does. Not a this film, one. A film suffers from this when it doesn't have one overall overarching kind of plot line uh, that, that can, uh, like a strong through line that's going to keep everything tied together. Now, I like the Twilight Zone movie, mm-hmm. but that doesn't have anything. No carrying through like mm-hmm. just tying everything together but I like that one but I think it's also based on the strength of the individual vignettes mm-hmm. I think they're all really good yeah. they're strong and they're very different uh, whereas these all kind of a very similar tone and and so they kind of they, they, it, and I guess if your purpose is to have them all mesh together then congratulations because <laughs> they all kind of mesh together uh, and it elicited the same kind of emotion from me each time, except for that one with the kids. Wow. Be- and the reason why, because the the thing with the kids actually rings of it being a Halloween. It's a ghost story. Mm-hmm. It's something yep. that we've heard, like something that we've sat around a campfire mm-hmm. or sat around at home with all the lights off and flashlights, and we've told stories like that. Yep. And so that's why I identified more with that one. Classic and setup. I liked that one the most. I was like, okay, I dig this one. This one has a, a clear beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. And it kind of resolves itself. And it's a little bit of this neat package mm-hmm. within the middle of this movie. Whereas I kind of felt like everything else was a little messy. I mean, the the, the through line is Halloween. Like that's the through line. Here are things that and and the character of Sam is the one thing that kind of ties them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for me, that's all I need. That's I like, cool. and I would disagree. I think that each story is kind of unique. I think the Dylan Baker one with his kid is more played for laughs, is more played for comedy. I think the ghost story that you talked about with the the kids playing the prank, that one's a little more playing close to home, and uh, but not as. Uh, I, don't, I feel like they each have a different tone. And then, of course, the one with Brian Cox at the end is just like a traditional slasher flick. You know, uh-huh. somebody's in the house and he c- cuts his Achilles heel and it's it's just a, a, a gruesome, yeah. scary moment. It's it's less cerebral and more visceral, I guess, is the opposite of that. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I thought they all kind of had their strengths. Okay, and, you th- uh, I together. thought you said when we first started talking about this, though, mm-hmm. that there's one that you didn't dig on. As much as the other, it one. wasn't so much a, a, one of the stories. It was the fact that the principal, the uh, the Dylan Baker oh, that's character, right. yeah, the Dylan ends Baker. up being the vampire, uh-huh. the fake vampire who Anna Paquin uh, courts and kills. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think everything else is fun, and even the way it starts off with the the the, the married couple. And the so that thing, that's the last thing chronologically. Yes. The married couple is the final thing that's that right. happens because on we night. see at the end of the Brian Cox story when Sam puts his mask back on, and he, he, now he has the broken lollipop yeah. that he was going to stab Brian Cox with, and then he sees her blow out the pumpkin, and uh-huh. that's when he realizes he's going to stab her with it. 
And in fact, that last shot, we see all four of uh, the stories intertwine because the little girl, the little girl with the wagon. Rhonda, Rhonda yeah. the R. I'm not yeah. going to say the word again. Dragging the wagon. She almost gets <laughs> hit by the car. We realize the car has the four, the four girls. girls in it. Um, and then, yeah, Brian Cox and Dylan were right across the street. Yeah. I don't know. I I love it, man. I don't know. I don't think the sequel is going to be able to hold up because the sequel is just going to be four more stories that are going to try to be tied together with Sam. This is such like an original. Okay, maybe not original, but there aren't a lot of other Halloween movies like this. And uh-huh. this, I, I want more of these. I want less of the Saw films. I, I agree with you on that. There was nothing torture porny about this movie. Mm-mm. And I do appreciate that. This this was, for the most part, this was kind of a classic Halloween fair. It just, I don't know, man. It just didn't speak to me like it does mm-hmm. to you, apparently. I uh, love it. But I'm not saying, like, man, you, you're so dumb for liking this movie. <laughs> no, but uh, and you laugh, but the thing is, we've had moments like that where I'm like, how the fuck can you like this? I totally see how you, I see how you like this movie. Oh, good. I understand All why right. you like this movie, and I appreciate why you like this movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't speak to me the same way, but I understand why you like it. Ultimate Halloween movie for you? What's like if you had to watch one oh, every dude. year? Do God, you watch one every year? Do you have a tradition I, I like really, I do? I don't think I do. No, it used to be Nightmare Before Christmas for me. It, man, what the hell would be my Halloween movie? Mm-hmm. I have no one idea. Of the Jasons or one of the. John Carpenter, something probably. Traditional. Yeah, I guess it would probably be like the thing. I'd mm. watch the thing. That's a good horror movie. I need to watch that one. Uh, maybe, maybe Psycho. Yeah, but even but that that doesn't feel like Halloween. That's it's just not, a scary no, it's movie. Not. It's just a scary like, movie. When you want something, and that's for like the, the thing is just a scary movie. Yeah, I don't know. There aren't a lot of like there aren't a lot of good movies based on Halloween. Agreed. There really aren't. Uh, I, I seriously cannot think. Ooh, then can you say this is the best one <laughs> that you've seen? <laughs> a movie about Halloween. <laughs> uh, Won't even commit to you that. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, I guess. All right. Like, <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying to think like Hold e- it out e- of you. Evil Dead. Evil Dead doesn't take place around no, Halloween. No. Uh, no. Nightmare so Before Christmas I'll go, is probably I'll go the closest with this. one. I like Nightmare Before Christmas, but mm-hmm. honestly, that's more of a Christmas movie than it is a Halloween That's what movie. I love about it. You can watch it in both seasons. Yeah. yeah. And it is really, too. It revels in. Yeah, the first half is all Halloween, and then the second half uh-huh. gets gets away from that. So, so yeah, best Halloween movie. Yay! Uh, 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 you uh, heard uh, it here yeah. first. Uh-huh. On Editing Bay. <laughs> Eight years after Maybe Hocus Pocus. I like Hocus Pocus a lot. Ooh, good one. Good yeah. one. Oh, now Jeff pipes up. I've got to I got to bring it back. But gotta, you know what? I got to reel this back in. You know what, though? Like, mm, When's Hoc- the last time you saw that movie? Uh, last year. Yeah? You think yeah. it holds up? I do. Interesting. Yeah. It's such a kid's movie, though. Uh, the, the effects on the cat don't hold up. No, that's true. It's about as strong as like Sabrina, the teenage witch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but dude, just the character and it's like fun. It's such a fun movie. But it's not a scary, creepy Halloween. It's it's for kids. It's not. It's, it you is know, for kids. For kids. You, it absolutely is. It's for kids. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, Up is for kids. That that you is like, also you true. You like that horrible movie? Not enough. <laughs> It's not horrible. <laughs> Just not my top. Uh, it's probably top ten Pixar yeah. movies Ew. actually. Ew. Ew. Well, they only have like twenty. I'm not putting the Cars films up there. <laughs> don't, for Christ don't, sake. Jesus. please don't. What's your favorite uh, Pixar movie? Uh, Wally. That, oh, that's top of your list. It's, that's number one for you, man. I don't know. I don't know because it's just no talking. I to really job. liked Inside Out. Oh yeah. I really liked that movie. In fact, I was in tears like at the end oh, of that movie. Fuck yeah. like, I was like, whoa. Beginning, middle, end. Are you kidding? 
Uh, I liked Inside Out a lot. Yep. I like Wally a lot, though. Wally's pretty good. Uh, Wally's a little heavy-handed though with the messaging. It, no, no, and I agree with you with that. Okay. It's heavy-handed with the messaging, but the finally they, Jeff agrees. But with the me on way something. they told the story, though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to have this main protagonist that doesn't say anything first half hour, no dialogue, no dialogue, but to still effectively tell a story. That's that's yeah. great filmmaking. Mm-hmm. That's good storytelling. Uh, so I don't know. I, I really liked it. It's that's tough, man. Yeah. That that's really tough. I still put Incredibles on the top of my Incredibles list. Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever. Been made. <laughs> it really is. Can't wait for kind of like a two. Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie ever made. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah uh, so okay, mm. where are we at? Do you have notes? Do you have any more notes? Well, about let's this? see what else I have. <laughs> Jeff's shaking his head. <laughs> Please don't have any more notes. <laughs> Uh, 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 that's a couple of discrepancies, but you know what? Go I'm, ahead. I'm not going to complain no, about go that. On, go uh, on, well, well, there's the one part when the Brian Cox story at the end, when this house is being invaded by Sam, uh-huh. and he's and he's he's he's, he's had his Achilles heels slit. Yeah. Um, so he's he's trying to go down the stairs, and he trips and he falls because Sam has placed a bunch of like Candy. lollipops, like, like and, Kevin Arnold. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but also there's some shards of glass in there too. And Brian Cox, ah, and he's trying to support himself with his hands, and he gets shards of glass in his hands. Ah, yeah. and he cuts to him. He can't even undo the locks in his front door because his hands are so painful with with the glass. Uh, but 90 seconds later, that all goes away yeah. because he's like wielding a shotgun. He has yes. no problems there. He's banging on the window to get Dylan Baker's attention. I feel like maybe they added that afterwards or there wasn't a continuity person on set that day. So little, little, little sloppiness yeah. there. There's yeah. some, there's some seams that you can uh, see in this film. <laughs> uh, but again, 15 million. Uh, for something that was like a like a nothing throwaway Halloween movie that Warner Brothers was trying to bury, I, I don't know. I, I I love this film. I will continue to watch it every Halloween, despite what you say, Joe. Okay, and I'm hoping I, something look, else. I'm come not around. telling you that you shouldn't watch it. What did Trick or Treat do right? What did it do right? Um, I think it's the best movie about Halloween set on Halloween that captures the feeling of Halloween. It is the okay. ultimate Halloween film. Okay, for me. Wow, that's. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, what, you, you have what, to. You what must. I thought. What I thought this movie did right is I think I think they really captured a great atmosphere, especially with that that story, the the one about the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how it, it's it's the boy who cried wolf, but yeah. uh, in, from an like just an amazing degree where it's you know these kids acting like they you know they've been slaughtered and then scaring this little girl oh my god and then suddenly you know the real danger finally shows up Mm -hmm. and uh she just lets them die and she just lets them (laughs) die (laughs) and i love that those kids end up showing up on brian cox's doorstep at the very end yeah me doing that a great callback you finally get the after sam's already left you think he's safe Mm -hmm. what i do want to know is Mm -hmm. What like is it is it the sacrifice of the kids that finally brought them back so that they could come to Brian Cox's house? Yeah, because I'm like, well, why? Obviously, thirty so years much later, time has right? Passed. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Because she says like thirty years ago on this day, blah blah blah. Um, unclear, and you know what? At that point in the film, I'm it fine with matter. it. I think it's a fun way to button up. All of the stories, and I, and I just love the look on his face. Like Brian Cox is so like <laughs> resigned to his fate. Like, by that point, he's yeah. just like. Uh, All right. Uh, well, yep. whatever. Yep. Uh, Fun. 
Uh, no, I love the atmosphere that they built for that for that story, though. I thought that was surprising really, that, really good. that that was your favorite one. I yeah. thought that might be your least favorite. It was it was really good. No, like I said, the the whole like you know Dylan Baker killing children, <laughs> and then the whole like threat of his son, where you think he's gonna kill his son. Yeah. Like there was that whole bit where he puts his hand out, and the boy takes his hand, and they walk down. And I was like, I can't handle this. I know, I cannot handle. It's this. the bait and switch, and, and I don't think Sarah liked that. But either. you know what? See, now that you know how the stories go, I I dare you to watch this a second don't time and see. You don't enjoy. No. I double dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> I double dog dare you, motherfucker. My <laughs> Watch Halloween one more goddamn time. Oh, you in the red, huh? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to start. <laughs> so what, uh, <laughs> my finger's super fly TNT. <laughs> uh, what, what did <laughs> Trick or Treat do wrong? Uh, I mentioned it before. I didn't like the design of Sam the creature. Once yeah. he takes, he's so creepy. I, as the little I, kid with the I burlap liked sack. the design until I, I yeah. agree with you. Until but they take that that mask off. Again, things. is he an alien? Is he a monster? It's uh, and and as Brian Cox is filling him with with shotgun shells, <laughs> there it's it's like pumpkins yeah. that are splattering and pumpkin seeds. And uh-huh. the, I, I like that he's. That's what he is. He's Halloween he's the incarnate. Of Halloween. Yeah, he's made of pumpkin. I'd like to see him meet like Jack Skellington. Right. <laughs> like he's hanging out in that little grove where all the trees fuck. are. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'm sure. You know what? I bet there's some fan fiction out there. Jeff, can you find oh, some my fan God. fiction? Well, if he's made of no, pumpkin and pumpkin seeds, you know what's. <laughs> well, say no more. I'm gonna plant my seed. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I thought this movie did wrong was mm-hmm. I. Th- I feel like there wasn't enough of um, a distinction between the the. Uh, the di- the different stories. The different stories. There wasn't a distinction in the tone of the different stories. Like a lot of it kind of felt the same. A lot yeah, of it melded into each other. And I get that. Like I said earlier, I get that it's supposed to be like all intertwined. I feel like sometimes this movie, and I think you touched on this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets a little too. It tries to be too complicated. Too clever. Yeah. It tries to be too Tarantino with mm-hmm. the storyline. Yeah. And you don't have to be. It doesn't no. have to be like that. Um, and and I do feel like. Maybe some maybe some fades would kind of help you tell this same story, you know, and and you wouldn't have to try so hard to link everything together. I just realized, and I was watching it uh, a couple of days ago, having the same thought that uh, if this were four standalone film, like you said, you know, one ends, fade to black, fade up, we never see those characters from the first act again. They're all separate. Uh, this movie is able to intercut. So we're like we're seeing the girls uh, trying to find their guys, but uh-huh. then we go back to Dylan Baker, and then we go back to th- that you wouldn't be allowed to do were these four independent standalone. No, but, so even but, if you don't like just, how they're tied together, I think it allows some some fun editing. But I think that that's fine. I think that you could have still kept that stuff in there. But I think that maybe if you'd have played a little bit more with like kind of a chapter heading, kind of like a hmm, all right, all right, and 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 you open it up with comic book panels, yeah, like it's supposed to be like a comic book story. And if you're going with pulp horror comic books, there would have been a a separation. That's true. Even if characters intertwine in stories, there would have been a break. Yeah. And uh, and I kind of feel like that this works to the detriment of this movie. All right. At least in my estimation. I actually like that idea. Um, All right. Maybe for the sequel. If we were to make Trick or Treat now, what would we do? Uh, So I have recast... Uh, all of the main characters except for the kids. I, I always rec- have this. I, uh, you have full any. disclosure: I haven't recast anybody. <laughs> Joe did not I'm do his just, homework. I'm going to do this on the fly, okay. with Joe, because I didn't know who to recast. Joe. Right, because you don't know who's important until it's I, all over. Right? Well, they're and, all important. And this is what I was going to say before we started recording. You were like, "Save it for air." It's not that I didn't, you know, like 
It's not that I didn't know which one was the who is the most important characters. It's that all the characters didn't feel important enough. None to of recast. them were the main character. None of them were the main right, character. I could do that. So what I'll do True is anthology. you say yours, and I'm going to just rattle somebody off. All right. So we'll ping pong. As oh like shit! Well, let's start with my favorite character, the Dylan Baker character. He is the uh, the principal who has the son, uh-huh. but who also puts on vampire teeth and kills innocent women in yeah. alleyways yeah. Uh, and likes to poison children and bury them in his backyard. Uh-huh. All of those things. Dylan Baker, so funny in this. Yeah. Who do you get who's kind of like funny and creepy, who could do these horrible things but also be likable? I say Paul Rudd. I say you yeah. get Paul Rudd in that role. He's, he's about the age now. You could have like an eight or nine-year-old kid, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of be creepy. Absolutely. Uh, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably throw Jim Carrey in that role. Oh, there you. Oh, yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, if we could get him to tone it down yeah. and internalize some of well, that stuff. And the thing is, he can be creepy. You could kind of let him loose a little bit too when he's out in the in, yeah. the, in the yard. You can it's, kind of let him loose. There's a lot of slapstick in that scene uh-huh. when he's trying to muffle the body. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah so crying out? Uh, let's jump to. Well, we'll go right up then. How about Brian Cox? He's the crotchety old neighbor who. We find out was the bus driver who tried to kill the eight kids, the, yeah. the eight mongoloids, uh, and who gets his comeuppance in the end when Sam invades his home. I had uh, Nick Nolte in that role <laughs> since you need an old disheveled looking guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with John Goodman. In this Ooh, role. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd be good at that too. Yeah, because Same John Goodman's kind of got that. You know, he could be the 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 crotchety old man that lives next door, but you could also find yourself maybe kind of rooting mm-hmm. for him to beat the 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 bad, the like the demon, the little spirit of Halloween. But then when you find out, like you could totally see that he would be capable of doing the horrible thing that this things. guy was going to do. I just had another idea. How about Randy Quaid? <laughs> in that Jesus. old crazy guy. Did you see, like, he got yeah. arrested trying to cross the Canadian border, and yes. a judge let him and his wife off? I know, yeah. That's crazy. Because they're just done with him at this point. That's they're just crazy. like, live out your crazy lives. Yeah. Go fly your fighter pilot, your crop duster <laughs> into an alien spacecraft. I'm back! <laughs> uh, I, all right, well, so, so here, these characters don't get a lot of screen time, but they do bookend the film. And I'm talking about the husband and wife team. Yeah. The woman who's, uh, what was that actress's name? Uh, Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb, thank you. What do we the, know her uh, from? She, she was an Iron Man. Adorable. And, she was an Iron and, Man. And Jeff, she was in No Good Deed. She she was the white woman in No Good Deed. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's about to puke. So it's her and her husband. Tomo the ones. Pinkett, who's from uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, they come Supernatural. home. Supernatural. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the first victims, or he, she is the first victim, I should say, in this film. Uh, how about uh, Rachel McAdams in her role? And for him, uh, Mark Paul Gossler. Zach from Saved by the Bell. They seem like a real grown-up couple. What? Yeah, he seems like a horn dog, and she kind of has a Rachel McAdams vibe about her. Okay, uh, then I guess for her, I would recast with um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Banks, Elizabeth Banks. Ooh, good. Yes, because yeah, she kind of looks like good. her. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so we go Elizabeth Banks, uh-huh. and I guess for him. I'm going to go Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, that's great. So gonna like, I'm going to go upstairs and watch some porn. Oh, my God. Have they baby, been in? Baby, baby, you shouldn't blow out the, <laughs> you shouldn't blow out that jack-o'-lantern. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's tradition. It's tradition. You shouldn't blow it out. I'm just saying you're going to blow it. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to go inside. <laughs> and John Favreau is Sam. <laughs> Sam. No. That'd be great. That's a great idea, man. <laughs> Fucking John Or uh, Vince Vaughn. All right, and then uh, the last four I did. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll say I did recast Sam. 
but the last four main characters, human characters, are the uh, the four the four female wolves, the she wolves, the are they lichens? What are they? They're just flat out I werewolves, they're right? Werewolves. They're yeah. just flat out werewolves. So of course the main one is Anna Paquin. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do them all in a row because there, there's a theme here. I'm pulling them from another film. Uh, so there's four of them. Anna Paquin's the young innocent one, and then we have uh, another one who's her sister, and then we have a couple of just you know friends, just throwaways, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, ever seen a movie called uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Nope. Well, in this film, <laughs> Alexis Bledel. Uh, she would be my Anna Paquin, the the young innocent are, are you, are you virgin. Gilmore Girls on. Uh, oh on my Netflix. god, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> uh, Joe, when I saw that, I, I, I resisted the urge to retweet and shout to the heavens. Oh my god! And another Gilmore Girls. Finally, we get to see the real Anna. Because do you know? Do you know the story? You know the story. I don't. The uh, Amy a- Amy Sherman Palladino, the creator of said Gilmore Isn't Girls. Isn't that Jason's wife? That's right. <laughs> is uh, uh god damn i never realized that I never put that together that's hilarious um she uh okay she um fuck was i saying oh she i don't know i don't care. there was a there was a contract dispute and she did not write the final season of gilmore girls and oh, so very disappointing last season so now we get to see how it really would have ended anyway Gilmore Girls, Netflix, check it out. <laughs> uh, so Alexis Bledel is the Anna Paquin character, and then the, the, the three remaining girls are Amber Tamlin, America Ferreira, and Blake Lively. Wow. Can't you mention the four of them going out looking for strange yeah. to eat? Yeah. So werewolves. what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is I'm going to recast from another movie, uh, a little movie called Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, there were these oh. international uh, jewel thieves. Oh, no. Uh, Kevin Smith's so wife. The Anna Paquin character will be played by Shannon Elizabeth. Okay. Yep. She's the innocent uh, one. And then her sister will be played by Eliza. Ellie Larder. Oh, yes. And then Jennifer Schwalbach and Beth. Eliza Dushku will round mm. out the other two. Love me some Eliza Dushku. Of course Where is do. she now? What are they all now? Probably doing some failed project. Oh, poor Eliza. She's good, but she just can't hold down a, a project to save her yeah, life. Yeah. All right, so then finally, Joe, we have we have Sam. He's the spirit of Halloween. He's uh-huh. the, the little creature. Um, would would you recast that guy, or would you just Absolutely. make him CG? What, let's recast him. What, what would, would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Uh, well, it's timely. I'm going to recast him as BB-8, <laughs> the droid <laughs> from Star Wars Force Awakens. <laughs> I think he just put a burlap sack over his head and he's rolling around. Or just over the ball. Killing the people. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that part's exposed, really. It's just the burlap <laughs> sack on his head. <laughs> he's cutting uh, Brian Cox's Achilles heel. He's got a little uh, attachment that comes yes. out that does it. Yeah. BB-8 is my Sam. I love that. Too. Okay, uh, then I'm I am going around. to uh, <laughs> I'm <gonna> recast Justin Long <laughs> as, as Sam. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, how about a director? Uh, how about a director? I would do, uh, I would do Joss Whedon. Since, yeah, uh, he, uh, he he's good at uh, balancing. In fact, when I walked I mean, in here, you guys were watching Firefly or Serenity. Yeah, oh and you look at what he did with writing uh, Cabin in the Cabin Woods. Out of the Woods, so he knows comedy and uh, horror. Okay, uh, I guess I'm gonna go with Robert Zemeckis. There you go, <laughs> director of Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Leslie Bibb with a lollipop. <laughs> with a lollipop. <laughs> Nice. All right. So if you have any thoughts about trick or treat, that's trick, the R. letter R, yeah. treat. Because apparently. Not trick or treat with Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. another film entirely. Because I found the wrong movie. Because oh. I forgot to take the disc up to work. No. And I was like, oh, let me see if I can find it online. I and, think, uh, I think it's on Amazon, <laughs> but not for free. It was this bad Ozzy Gene. I was like, this is not this, the movie no. that I'm supposed to be watching. That's not the movie and you're I, looking for. I didn't have time to watch it anyway. Uh, oh. So if you have thoughts about this movie, you can always 
shout back at us. Go mm-hmm. to Facebook in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's how you talk back to us. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about recasting uh, or if there's something that we've just completely forgot to mention, you can uh, holler at us there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is www.editingbay.com. Uh, we have an archive section there, and sooner or later, we're going to get all the episodes up in here. We're going to have a little powwow with Jeff after this. Got to bring a thumb drive over, uh, get all those episodes. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can go there. We have links to our Facebook page. We also have links to our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us. We get a lot of followers there. A lot of new uh, likes on the Facebook page as yeah, well, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, we're a couple of months away from the end of the, the year here, so soon that website will be refreshing, uh, and uh, it'll be all Eddie Awards. That's we'll be, right. Uh, prepping for that. The second annual. Mm-hmm. See? Eddie Awards. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> uh, That's all I got. Editingbay.com. Right. And and you mentioned the Twitter I did at at the editing base right. our handle. Uh, okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so if you if you are a Apple user, mm. if you have an Apple device, uh, and you get us on your podcasting app, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. Just go to your podcasting app and put in the search area "Next Wave Radio." That's Next Wave Space Radio. Uh, and that'll bring up all of our shows. Obviously, go ahead and tap on the editing bay. Obviously. And leave uh, a, a rating and a review. And if you've done that already, we really appreciate it. If not, uh, get to it. And if you've got friends, recommend our show to them and ask them to do the same thing. Say, hey, leave a rating and a review. Even if you don't listen to it, leave them an excellent review uh, because we need that. We're going to try to do uh, another live show very soon. And that's going to come in handy. We really appreciate that. When you're done with that, go to the other Next Wave Radio shows, like MVP with Matthew and Danny, yeah. where you talk about sports and sports entertainment. Uh, and we've got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. Love it. Where they talk about all things nerdy. Talk nerdy to me. <laughs> mm. It's it's my comic life. <laughs> yeah, last week, check it out because last week they came back from the Dallas Comic Con and had a funny little story about uh, meeting Andy and Andy Rooker. What's his name? <laughs> Michael Michael Rooker. Rooker. <laughs> Jeff, what are you guys talking about this week? Uh, new comics uh, coming out from Marvel in January. What's oh. what's going to be coming out? Well, give give me a sneak out. peek. Give me a, give give me a little taste. No, First taste free. All right, then. Peek behind the curtain. So new comic releases in January. They're going to be previewing that on on My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. Uh, All right, so that leaves us... Ne- what what you got your hand up like you're a student? Uh, I just want to ask you about the Star Wars trailer. Did you get oh, tickets gosh, before yeah. we get into that? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be quick. It's gonna be Jeff, quick. We're not gonna Jeff. give it the play by play. I know. I just it's gonna be as the real time long. We know we, we got tickets. We got tickets. Yes, you, we did. You ended up having to go to the draft house. Yeah, because their site fucking crashed on us. Yeah, you, not just their site. Like every site crashed. Yeah, you can hear it in real time on last week's episode of the editing. Oh, it's horrible. By the way, no, it's so bad. Got a lot uh, of good feedback on that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. We were just like, Kevin. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, no, you, you ended up going to the draft house, and you got some tickets. I had to stand there in line, but uh, uh, yeah, the old-fashioned no, way. Good job on that. Thank That's you, thank awesome. You. Can't wait. Yeah, it'll uh, be fun. I ended up getting some tickets to the IMAX screening that Friday night. Oh, okay. And you do know, like, some of the stuff was shot in IMAX, and there's stuff that you're only going to see in the IMAX presentation. That's what I've been told, but I still can't bring it to myself to, to pay so the 15 I'm, Was it $20 I'm, now? I'm, no, it was only like 12 13 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. At all, all right. uh, and I know Jason was writing us, and he's like, "Guys, I got tickets for the Thursday night showing at a Studio Movie, Studio Grill, Movie Grill in the Colony." <laughs> and yeah. I, was, I was like, "Okay, um, 
kind of think studio movie Hard real pass. shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, and I'm not driving out the con. I love Star Wars, but that's a work night. It's a real I test. I just, I just don't it's know if I could do this. Test of your love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I may be able to go to a preview screening through the station I ahead of time. I knew that was going to so happen. I'm, I know there was a lot of that happening. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, but yeah, no, dude, the trailer. Holy crap! Were you uh, were you uh, disappointed? Was it what you expected? Well, yeah, were you I blown mean, I t- away. I told you that it, it had leaked earlier, and I told you that you get to see some more space stuff. You get to see some stuff that's going on in the forest there with those two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, I thought it was a good trailer, and it still doesn't give too much away. No, of, not of at what's all. Happening. That's my biggest complaint about it. But I I went from being kind of underwhelmed to now I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, and Joe, have you seen the like the supercut that John Padilla posted? No, so somebody, I haven't watched it yet. Somebody edited all three trailers together. They had done it when it was just the two, and now the third one is out, and there's so much reused footage. Uh-huh. It really flows well. Oh, it does is it? nicely done, and I will only watch that, <laughs> that, that trailer leading up to the I'll release. Have, I'll have to check it out yeah, then. Check it out. It's yeah, good. I haven't. So, uh, so no, the uh, the uh, the new trailer I loved. Yeah. I thought it was great. Gave me chills. I was like, ooh, okay, here we Still go. Still have no idea what the fuck's going on, <laughs> who these characters are. Yeah. It just raises more questions. I uh, I'm, I opened up over this past week, tangentially related, mm-hmm. uh, opened up like one of my Stormtrooper figures and opened up a fin. I ended up buying a oh. fin. And I made a fin I saw that. in Stormtrooper. <laughs> I saw that. Based on whose head was that? It's it's him. It's, it's uh, John Boyega. It's the Finn action figure. Oh. I took the head off of a Finn. That's what you did. And then I took the head off of a Stormtrooper. You made a Finn Trooper. And I made a Finn Trooper. Gotcha. And, uh, and dude, like, I posted the picture of it on Instagram, and, like, people were like, hell yeah, dude. How'd you do Like, people are writing me. How'd you do that? How'd you make the... And uh, I'm going to give you my secret, guys. I'm going to tell you how it's done. <laughs> Super glue. Uh, no. You get get a first order Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Get a Finn action figure. Mm-hmm. Open them up. Mm-hmm. Take the heads off, <laughs> and then just pop one head <laughs> off. Like the new the new figures are made with like a ball joint, yeah. where the head is because it turns three sixty and yeah. stuff. So it's got this it's a ball joint, and it's really easy to just pop yeah. it right off and then slide the the other one on, and it's perfect. I'm sure, they're all made that way for for efficiency's yeah, sakes. Exactly. Probably saving a lot of money by designing them. That it's way. not like the old figures where they were like on a swivel and shit. And, no, you know you yeah. couldn't get it off to save everybody your looked like their throats had been slit. That's right. Yep. Uh, all right, so. Next week, yeah, is my birthday week. It is, and that birthday means sex. I'm going to be selfish with you and me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh, you know, right. the spirit moves. <laughs> well, it's just as good as birthday sex, Joel, because mm-hmm. it's my birthday, and I want to pick something that I know I'm going to love watching. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <gasps> oh, God, God, the world! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god it is so, wow what are the well mm-hmm, i don't know if i should tell you this or not yeah i'm gonna tell you that's who we're dressing up as for halloween oh really me and the i just call the missus me and the girlfriend that's, are uh, going as ramona and scott well you probably should scott be scott ramona. you should be i you should know, be you you should be should like be, lucas uh, lee or i was something. gonna no i i would i look more like uh, jason schwartzman i should have just <laughs> you him. Should be, oh Good my shame. god you'd be gideon i know yeah there you go you, gideon you graves be, you should be gideon and no. get you a wig uh it's hard hard to find those shirts Whereas these Scott Pilgrim shirts are oh, all over the internet. That's really cool, man. Dude, I fucking love that movie. That's awesome. Yeah, There's no, going to be two movies in a row that I love on this yeah. this year podcast. I know, right? So uh, next week, uh, if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World. What's wrong with you? I don't know if it's on any of the streaming, streaming services right now. I don't now. think it is. I don't think it is. But uh, some channel, IFC, I think, has the rights to it. So yeah. you have IFC, they rerun it. So yeah, do that. Or you could buy the freaking Blu-ray. I think it's like 10 yes. bucks now. Do it. Buy it. this and watch it because you're going to love this movie. Oh my god! Uh, and we're going to verbally fillet it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't check- even need to watch the movie next week. Oh, but but I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, so check it out, Scott. 
Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Fantastic. We'll be talking about that next week. Jeff, thank you so much. Yay. Joel, this has been fun. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween and to you. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.